Welcome to episode 28 for Radio Liferay. We are starting over with a well-known guest uh, who was, uh, well, guest in episode number one. Uh, this is James Faulkner. Hi, James. Hey, Olaf. Thanks for having me on again. Quite excited um, on the topics that we have to speak about. Um, this is a long and extensive list. And the reason why I have invited you back uh, was just one of them. And, well, we'll just see uh, all of the other topics that we also added to the list. The one announcement that I asked you to come back for um, is LifeRay's change to the symposium structure that we have this year. Uh, yes. Should we just start with that one? Yeah. Uh, so historically, we've done symposiums. And before that, they were meetups in L.A. Uh, this year, we're, we're doing it a little bit differently. Um, in some cases, we're splitting the you know, business and technical tracks. And we're having uh, not just symposiums, but we're having um, business uh, forums, uh, portal solutions forums. And then we also have the uh, DevCon which you and Jorge had talked about uh, in the last episode, which, by the way, I really, really enjoyed that episode. Um, so uh, we want to kind of focus the experience at these events. And so at the Solutions Forum, it's going to be you know, more about um, solutions, pra uh, best practices for building your business around LifeRay. And then, of course, in our technical uh, uh, events, they'll be more focused on development, and uh, best practices for getting your LifeRay uh, solution up and running and keep it running. So, yeah, so a um, little bit more focus. Uh, hopefully uh, you uh, can attend, you know, one or both. You know, you're not, you don't have to just go to one or the other. Um, but if you're looking for a more technical focus, then the DEF CON is the choice for you. Okay, so um, if people are looking out for, for example, the European Symposium and are wondering where it is, uh, this is one of those uh, symposiums that got split up. Um, so we do have the LifeRay Portal Solutions Forum that will be September in Frankfurt. And we do have the DEFCON, uh, which is kind of the European Developer Conference in August, no, not in August, in October, uh, in Berlin. So both in Germany. The, yeah, and then we'll also have another uh, solutions forum in the UK. I believe it's in November. Uh, yes, I believe so too, because October is quite busy with all of the other symposiums and other yeah. events. Um, yeah, okay. there are quite some symposiums that still stay to be symposiums, namely the North American. Um, so uh, North America uh, will have the North American Symposium in San Francisco, also October. And um, Spain will have its symposium, but for the rest of the, well, European world, um, let's prepare for the business event, uh, Solution Forum, and the DEF CON. Yeah, and in our, tip, in our community, we, you know, we typically talk about code contributions and participation on forums and so forth, uh, which is all free. Uh, to attend a symposium, it's generally not free. You have to travel and so forth. But it's a really, really great way to get engage and meet uh, the leaders in our community, um, both, you know, from our clients, our partners, our uh, open source contributors. So it's a really good place to, um, to meet in, you know, in face to face and you miss that online. So um, yes, it does cost money to attend, but uh, no, we're not getting rich off of this. And it's really for the community, both of the types of, uh, of, of um, events that we hold. Yeah, I can attest to that. Uh, this has been my, well, historically first point of contact with LifeRay. I've started using LifeRay, I think, roughly a month before the first European symposium and uh, attended that symposium, got my kickstart from there um, and have enjoyed all of the symposiums that I've attended since then uh, quite a lot. Uh, both on a technical level, uh, there's lots of, uh, well, knowledge to gain there. And um, well, also on a on an experience level, on on a on a technical level, and and also on the on the business uh, level, where I frequently see people asking for references. So whoever is asking for references uh, of customers that let them know how LifeRay um, works for them, at those symposiums, at those events, uh, you can actually talk to the customers directly and not just to handpicked uh, customers who you can be sure are very happy to use LifeRay. 
Yeah, and one of the important thing, Olaf, is uh, participation from our community. So if you have a topic you're interested in, in presenting, we have call for papers open for um, for these these events. Um, but also in the European DevCon in Berlin, uh, we'll also have a unconference style day where we don't make the agenda, you make the agenda. And so we spend the morning coming up with a list of, uh, of topics to talk about. And by popular vote, we can determine what we're going to do for that day. So I'm really, really looking forward to that. It's kind of the first time we've really um, done that to this degree. Yeah, let's go into detail with that. Um, one disclaimer, though, um, there is a call for paper open for North America. Um, there is, as we are recording this, no call for paper open yet for the developer conference. Uh, but we are going to open that very soon. Um, so if you can't find it, uh, it's probably because we didn't get around uh, or it's over yet. So I don't know if the closing um, time for that uh, call for paper, um, but I can ask everybody, once you see the call for paper being online, please help us by submitting immediately. Uh, I mean, every conference kind of expects it, uh, but when you put out a call for paper, uh, you will get 90% of the uh, submissions, I guess, the week before the call for paper closes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the other 10% are, well, 5% of them are before that last week, and the other 5% are asking if they can follow up the, the week after it. Yeah. Um, so you can actually help us if you submit as early as possible. Okay, now to the unconference. This will be um, the first day. Actually, uh, this is a developer conference, so we start counting at zero. Um, so this will be day zero, and it will be, let me see, October 8. And it will be just a small circle. Uh, this will be deeply technical. And the agenda for the day um, will not change until that morning. Uh, the agenda is already set in stone. And that says we're opening the event uh, with a welcome and reception. And then the first session of the day will be finding the agenda. And that's how far the agenda will be organized until the 8th of October. So how does that work? So the way it works is you gather in a room, you have a moderator or someone who kind of directs everything and uh, everyone is welcome to propose a topic. And once you collect the list of proposals, either with, uh, you know, sticky notes or everyone stands up for one minute and discusses their proposal, you put them all on a board, you dedupe them where you, you know, you, remove duplicates and or group them together. And then uh, you start filling in the slots based on the number of rooms we have and the time slots available. If we have uh, enough rooms and time slots to cover everything, we will. If there is um, more topics than rooms and time slots, then we'll go through a process of elimination through uh, voting uh, to where the, the attendees get to choose what we're going to talk about. And for those topics that don't quote unquote make the cut, we will also have uh, separate areas for those topics, not specifically on the agenda in a, in an official room or an official capacity, but still the ability to meet. So kind of like a birds of a feather uh, session, maybe it's, you know, in a, in a hallway outside the main room at a table uh, during lunch or possibly, you know, afterwards, uh, at a local pub or something like that. So you, if you have a topic, you will be able to get that on the agenda in some fashion. And there will be people interested in that topic and you'll have people to talk to about it. Perfect. So very inclusive um, and, you know, very exciting. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm also very much looking forward to it and uh, really curious how that turns out. There's one disclaimer, though, um, because, uh, well, first of all, this will be deeply interactive. So uh, everybody is called for participation. And that's not just for being available in a room, but for sharing knowledge, for sharing experience, um, which is mandatory for this kind of event, um, especially on day zero on that unconference. The other part of the information is that uh, attendance for day zero will be limited. So we don't have as much room as for the full developer conference, um, which means that you should register early, especially if you uh, well want to participate in that unconference. Because once closed, we will have a waiting list, yes, uh, but uh, we definitely can handle a lot less people there than on the regular developer conference. 
Yeah, so that's what I definitely wanted out for the unconference, uh, for the developer conference. I think the website is uh, up um, very soon. Uh, there is a limited agenda. Um, let me check the uh, the agenda right now for the recording date. It's actually not yet there. But uh, I know that the colleagues are working on that um, like crazy and they are very much striving to get it out as soon as possible. So the regular conference will be classic conference with presentations, with uh, lightning talks in there. Um, and is there anything specific that you um, have on your mind uh, that we should mention, James? Uh, not specifically about DEF CON. I think we've covered that pretty well. Uh, we are doing also workshops at many of our symposiums. And uh, these are not full-on you know, full eight-hour training sessions, but they are deeply technical, highly interactive, and a good introduction to some technical topics. I know with the North American Symposium, uh, we've put together a number of different workshops that are two hours each. Uh, with an hour setup time so that you can walk in ready to ready to rock and roll. Um, so topics ranging from, you know, how to set up a cluster to best practices for development um, and other kinds of topics that you can learn a lot more by doing rather than sitting and listening. So, and that's kind of the, the theme for the DEF CON as well. Yes, yeah, speaking of which, um, we do have some uh, presentations on the DEF CON uh, scheduled for a short time. Um, that is, it's a kind of short presentation, but then we've scheduled the same time afterwards, uh, which is like 20 plus 20 minutes, uh, for some hands-on. Um, this is not a full-blown workshop, like one or two hours, but uh, it is meant to be very practical, um, where you can actually pull out your computer and uh, get hands-on experience or get very much extended Q&A. Um, so the session setup for many of those presentations is actually in a way that uh, you should participate or that, uh, well, the, the uh, participants should really have an opportunity to work on the topics and to get their questions answered. Yeah, I think we have a really good mix of session types this year in all of our symposiums. Yeah. So a little bit for everybody. I think that almost covers it for the conferences so far, unless you have something else. Nope. Nope. So then, uh, well, just recently you um, posted another of your community roundups uh, roughly a week ago. And this brings us to quite a lot of topics that, well, everybody can read about them on your uh, blog posts, but uh, certain things are very much worth to be covered uh, extensively or more extensively. Yeah. Uh, so the, for the community roundup, um, initially I'd started to do it once a month. Um, occasionally I'll miss a month here and there. Uh, but the most recent one, um, I don't know how many topics I had there. Um, the longer I wait, the more topics I get, unfortunately. Uh, so I try and keep it timely. Uh, but for this recent one, I think, uh, we've, we've had a number of new things in our community over the last four months. I believe the last one that I did was in February. Um, but most recently, uh, we have been working, our bug squad team has been working on our uh, LifeRay portal milestone releases. And just today, uh, we released milestone six. And uh, bug Speaking squad, of which, uh, just today, uh, we are recording this on the 17th of June, 2013. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry so it actually went out on Friday, but at like midnight uh -huh. uh, local time. So, um, so nobody really saw it until Monday, um, which is today. And this milestone is actually really important for our bug squad because it has a number of relatively large changes. And these, this is the last milestone before our beta release. As Jorge mentioned in the last episode, we're at Feature Freeze. So this is, uh, this is it. This is the, the last milestone, which contains all of the big features. Notably, you'll notice uh, we, we, um, we moved to the use of Twitter Bootstrap. And not only that, uh, we uh, redesigned many of the user interfaces around Control Panel. So our bug squad is going to be instrumental in telling us 
you know, what's, what's working, what's, what's, what works well, what doesn't work well. Um, and so if you're interested in joining bug squad, you can go to uh, slash community slash bug squad, uh, and join the team. You can also find the download releases on uh, slash community. There'll be a pointer there. Um, and so, as I mentioned, Bug Squad's been instrumental in the last five milestones. Um, I think we've had close to 200 uh, issues reported. Um, I'll have to go back and see how many of those have been fixed. I'm pretty sure it's almost all of them um, f- through the milestones since the beginning of 6.2. So uh, your work is definitely appreciated, and uh, you can see the results in the most recent milestone. So definitely, um, if you're a member of the team, go grab it. Um, and uh, look at the wiki page, which lists all of the um, important things to, to take note for Milestone 6. Um, and then following that, our community is uh, going to be in the, we're going to do a beta release of LifeRay Portal 6.2. Um, I believe that's targeted for July. I'm not, uh, I don't ever give out official dates um, anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you did? Uh, you did it Yeah, I know. Um okay. But, uh, yeah, so that release will uh, will have a program structured around it, more structured than just our typical Bug Squad milestone release. So we're going to be doing targeted feature area uh, diving, deep diving into those areas with, um, with specific um, instructions on what to do, what to look for, what uh, we're most interested in uh, from the company perspective and what to look out for from the community perspective. So that's definitely something to, to, uh, to look for in the coming months. Perfect. And the other side of the, um, of the issues is the community verifier team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's been really, really awesome this, this year. Uh, I believe it was back in February, we launched an effort to, to essentially clean up our bugs. So if you go to issues.liferay.com and just search for issues, you'll see there's thousands of issues, um, for Liferay portal, which is, which is, you know, it's, it's bad that we have issues of course, but it's good that we have our community, uh, being so engaged in our development process. So, uh, one of the things that's happened has happened in the last three or four years with the growth of life ray is that we get a lot of bug reports, um, way more than we as a, as a small company can handle. And so we rely on our community to not only report these bugs, but also help us to verify whether they are true bugs or whether it was an operator error or whether it was a bug in you know a, a distant legacy release that's been fixed um, or it's just simply no longer a bug because maybe something was was removed or deprecated. So the community verifier team has has done an awesome job since February. So we started with uh, 480 unverified bugs. These are bugs that were reported and nobody has ever looked at them. Um, there's a couple of, of known, you know, through two or three year old bugs, which, um, it's, 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 you know, honestly, it's embarrassing, um, to have those sitting out there for so long. Uh, so the community verifier team took the initiative, um, with the help of some, um, some, some, uh, awards and some, uh, you know, some carrots, um, <laughs> And not not monetary, but you know, recognition carrots. Mm-hmm. Um, I can we can talk about motivation uh, for a long time, but I'll try and refrain from doing that. But essentially, we started with 480 bugs, and the team was able to verify uh, 360 of those, so about 75 percent. In fact, it was exactly 75 percent, um, which is really really awesome. So all we have is 120 unverified bugs, and as you can imagine, these are the really hard to reproduce bugs race conditions, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but the point is, is that these 360 bugs that we verified, we don't have to do that ourselves at a small company. Our community pitches in and helps us out with that, which means that our program management, our quality assurance teams, our development teams, they don't have to worry about these. I mean, certainly some of them are bugs, uh, but the vast majority of them were just um, you know, taking up space that was unnecessary. So we were able to close those out. Uh, the team did a phenomenal job, and they were uh, rewarded both with um, you know, we're, we gave out uh, certificates of of achievement, um, uh, T-shirts, stickers, and so forth. So it's a really awesome way to uh, to get recognized for your achievements and to tell the rest of the community that you know, hey, I I care about this stuff. I really want to see 
this improve, this open source project improve, and I'm willing to dedicate time and resources to do that. So I'm really happy with the team. Yeah, thank you from my side as well. Um, I think I've been in there with a few unverified bugs from the time before I joined LifeRay as well, but I lost track of them. Yeah, so uh, and, and a number of those bugs actually... Uh, the community not only verified them, but also went and fixed them. So in, in 6.2, we have, it's, a, it's around 100 uh, individual um, contributions from our community. Mm-hmm. And uh, recently we started a new process. We haven't really made much of uh, much noise about this, uh, but our community contribution process has, has greatly expanded. And, and um, Edward Gonzalez from our uh, program management team, in the Los Angeles office has been working tirelessly to shepherd these bugs, these contributions. I know Jorge went through the contribution process, which is really, really important. Yep. Um, and Edward is kind of the, the, the guy who steps in when you don't really know what to do. So you make a contribution. Uh, maybe you haven't started the conversation uh, with the developer who is most in tune with this area, as Jorge suggested. Uh, maybe you just fixed a bug and you submitted a contribution. And Edward is uh, is taking on the role of making sure the right developers are notified, making sure uh, the the fix is in a proper format. Uh, you know, either it's a, a patch attached to the bug, or maybe uh, preferably it's a Git pull request to an appropriate developer. Um, and you know, just letting you know that we care and we are listening to these contributions and making sure they get into the process or get into the product. So Ed's been working with uh, our, our product management team, notably uh, Juan Fernandez in the Spain office, um, Cynthia Wilburn, our program manager, and uh, Ed Chung, our uh, VP of, of uh, I don't know what his title is these days, VP of uh, <laughs> product development, I think. Um, uh, so yeah, so, so there's a large team that's behind the product and the contributions we get from our community are definitely, uh, much appreciated. We treat them like gold. Uh, we treat them, you know, with the utmost value and Ed's, Ed's been working to get those into the product. Okay. Let me, uh, start giving you a few more bits there, uh, to talk about them in the same area or in a very similar area, uh, which is contributions. Uh, we had the issues, uh, that bug squad found. Uh, we had the verification that the community verifier, uh, team did, uh, both of them and actually just, uh, other members of the community fixed, uh, those issue. And now we have a new program, um, where people, don't really have to do anything but let us know of something, which is called ideation. Yes, yeah. So that's actually been on the board, on the to-do list for probably before I joined. Um, and it's been going it's been going around and around in circles because we have not been able to decide whether to, you know, effectively outsource that to like a, a cloud-based solution or write it ourselves. Um, and so there's been some trepidation about completing that. So last year, uh, we finally decided that we have the tools in place. Jira, our uh, Atlassian Jira product that we use for issues.liferay.com, it has the capability for filing feature requests. It has the ability for people to vote and comment um, and effectively rate an idea. And it was but already it, well used for that. Um, yeah, and people are really familiar with it. The problem was that it was just it's it's like too down in the weeds. It's like you look at a bug report and there's like a thousand fields and there's odd version numbers and there's weird program management fields that you have no idea what it means. Yeah. So we were a little bit afraid of of using that. So what we did was uh we built a essentially a filter on top of Jira uh which shows uh, feature requests as ideas in a simplified format. So if you go to liferay.com slash community slash ideas, uh, you can see the dashboard and it shows basically new ideas, ideas that are popular by votes, ideas that we're currently working on, and then ideas that have been completed or implemented. Um, and there's also a filter drop down to where you can select a specific functional area. Say if you're interested in you know features for mobile devices, you can filter that. Uh, so this is kind of a simplified view onto Jira. So the back end is still Jira. You can still go to issues.liferay.com and file your idea without looking at the ideas dashboard at all. But it gives a simplified way to, to visualize these ideas. And more importantly, it gives easy ways to socialize the ideas. Because as a small company, we don't have 
hey, we don't have time or we don't have the the knowledge and expertise to know of every single idea that you may have in your head. And B, we don't have the resources to implement all of them. So we rely on our community to tell us, uh, not only to tell us, but to tell the rest of the community, what are the good ideas that you have for LifeRay? And then the, the community can see these ideas. They can see what LifeRay is working on. They can see what others might be working on. And they can select one if they wished to and implement it themselves. You can either implement it as a LifeRay feature, like directly in the products, or as a marketplace app or marketplace plugin. And both of those kinds of exit uh, strategies for ideas are represented on that dashboard. So you can see what LifeRay, the company, has currently selected, uh, but you can also select one for yourself and work on that. And again, implement that as a LifeRay feature or as a marketplace app. So we highly encourage people to file ideas and even more highly encourage people to potentially implement those ideas for a highly rated or highly voted idea. If you implement that, you know, you've got kind of a guaranteed set of potential consumers for your, your idea and whether you're out to make money or not, uh, you know that, that this is a popular idea, one that many people will, will benefit from and hopefully uh, will drive you to implement it yourself. Uh, yeah, and that's an impressive list of uh, feature areas there and an impressive list of ideas in there. I'm seeing that the top rated or, or the top uh, used category there, web content management, has 474 ideas. That's definitely more than anybody could do within a very short period of time. Probably yeah, exactly. Some and some, some small uh, items in there, but uh, well, definitely quite a lot. Yeah, and the two most highly rated ideas, number one was the um, ability to delete portal instances. So mm -hmm. you can, you know, with LifeRay, you can have multi-tenancy where you have multiple uh, instances of LifeRay running on the same LifeRay backend server. Um, that idea, I think, had around 46 votes. That is now being implemented mm -hmm. uh, for 6.2, I believe. It's currently marked as under development which was really encouraging to see. The second most popular topic was a uh, uh, basically a newsletter plugin, and that received around 30 votes. And I'm also happy to report that that has been implemented as a marketplace app from one of our uh, uh, friendly um, ISVs, Rotterdam CS in, in the Netherlands. Uh, mm -hmm. That So that has been marked, and you can see that on the dashboard as well. So oh, the yes, voting system resolved. does... Yeah, it does work. Um so if you have an idea that you wish to see implemented, even if you don't have the expertise to do it yourself, I highly recommend you to vote for it and to socialize it within your social circles and get other people to vote. And maybe you'll find someone who can implement it um, or you'll ha it'll have enough votes that, you know, either LifeRay or, or another uh, community member will take it upon themselves to implement something. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I've uh, also spoken with one of the companies uh, that is going to publish something on Marketplace uh, quite soon. And there's a good, there are good odds that they will come on to Radio Liferay as well. Um, so we've scheduled something where we're not quite sure if it will result to be an episode or uh, if it will uh, just be random chat uh, with them about their experiences, but uh, it might well be. Um, a new episode, depending on the uh, on the level of English uh, that we're going to talk during that session. Awesome. Then a uh, long list of more topics uh, there. Uh, we have the LifeRay community projects uh, that also might result in an actual application, in an actual plugin. Uh, and for one of them, it did. Yeah, so uh, our community projects are, these are not necessarily liferay led projects so liferay led projects are like liferay portal uh, but community led projects if you go to liferay.com slash community slash projects uh, you can see a list of them there and these are projects that are driven by and for our community so they encourage uh, developers and uh, uh, you know contributors to join the team and work on this project Uh, one in particular, there was one called Project Learn um, that was started by, um, I believe it was Arcusis in Finland. Uh, they they were one of the first um, community projects. And this is an e-learning platform. So the ability to publish and grade tests and um, 
you know, do uh, the sorts of things you would do in a, on an e-learning platform. Uh, this project recently graduated and became a life ray marketplace app called uh, Valamas. So um, it's really nice. It's actually the exit strategy preferred uh, for life rate community projects. And it doesn't mean that um, you are out to make money, but it means that you're producing an app or you know an application on life ray that, uh, that is developed by and for the community. So it's a really nice uh, thing to see the progress of projects from inception all the way through to, uh, to publication. Um, are you aware of the price for that plugin? Uh, I'm pretty sure that it's free. All oh, right, Since we don't have any on e-commerce on Marketplace. <laughs> yes. Yep, and it is an open source project as well. So that's always good to see. Okay, perfect. Um, yeah, so I'll link that for everybody to look at it and uh, check it out. Um, that brings me to a personal topic. Um, when uh, this project uh, just graduated to Marketplace, they went through the standard Marketplace procedure um, that is, well, everybody has to go through it. And I happen to have this awesome application uh, ready that took the better part of two or three hours to write. Um, and I thought about uh, putting that on Marketplace as well. Um, this extends LifeRay to or LifeRay blogs uh, to also be able to publish podcasts. Uh, who would have known that? <laughs> and um, like, uh, let's say I desperately want that on the Marketplace. Uh, because it might be useful for others as well. Um, what would be the steps for me to put it on Marketplace? So first of all, a shameless plug, we are actually doing a workshop on this at the North America Symposium uh, in October. Yay, I have uh, something to <laughs> tell my boss to send me there. Exactly, yep. Um, so so the Marketplace, yeah, that's actually a big topic. I know we don't have enough time to talk about it. Um, but the process for publishing to the marketplace number one is to have a good idea and implement it done of course okay check mark okay so the next the next task is to uh, decide whether you are publishing on behalf of a corporation incorporated in one of the many fine countries in our world or you're doing it personally um, and the reason why you make this distinction is because if you're doing it as a company, the first thing you need to do is register that company on liferay.com slash marketplace. So there's a link on the left that says become a developer, become a marketplace developer. And you click on that and you can register either as yourself or as a company. So a company registration requires some additional metadata as well as um, some documentation that confirms that you are in fact a legally recognized company it's not really uh for like legal protection it's just more for um weeding out you know uh companies that aren't really companies mm -hmm. uh, so we want uh companies who, who are on the marketplace to be real companies so if you don't have a company you're you're definitely welcome to uh, publish your app as an individual so as an individual you also need to sign up but uh, the the verification process is immediate um as long as you have a liferay.com account. Okay, so once you uh, either uh, register as an individual or you register your company and it's approved, now you can go and upload your app. So you visit your profile and you click on uh, add an app. And then the process, as you can imagine, is we ask for metadata, you upload your app, and then you click the button for submission, and then the app is sent through a quality assurance cycle. So there's a couple of steps there. The first step is the uh, verification of the information you gave us, like the name, description, uh, potentially localized versions of the description, screenshots, uh, category, tags, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, the second step is to decide whether you're using LifeRace Security Manager, also known as PACL. Um, it's been a bit of a contentious topic uh, recently, uh, because there are some usability issues with Packle. So uh, about a month ago, we decided to make that optional for the time being. Well, make it optional forever. But um, there's a little bit of different uh, steps that occur, whether you're using Packle or not. If you um, decide not to use it, you click the button, and then you continue on and upload your app. Um, if you do decide to use it, you just need to make sure that your app works when the security manager is enabled. Um, that's a whole separate topic. Yeah. Uh, you might want to ping Ray for that. Uh, <laughs> but it basically allows your app to declare 
what interfaces it requires. And then at runtime, those those requirements are checked so that the app can't do something that it did not declare. Mm -hmm. So, uh, for example, it can't access the user database unless you declare it. Uh, so once you once uh, you enter the metadata, then you upload your app and you upload it in the form of individual WAR files or web app archives. Um, and then internally we construct this representation of the app with a .lpkg extension, which is it's just a zip file with your WAR files plus some metadata. Uh, and then you're done and you sit and wait for verification. So we verify the metadata. We run your app against uh, a number of different environments, uh, namely, um, well, we're going to publish a list, but it's basically like Tomcat, uh, uh, JBoss, Glassfish, uh, MySQL, I believe, um, and I think Postgres. I'm not entirely sure what the test matrix is, but mm -hmm. if your app uh, passes those tests, then it's approved and it will appear on the marketplace. Okay, so uh, that means I do get a free code review with that as well. Uh, not necessarily. Actually, no, you do not because we, we don't require the source code to okay, these apps. Rhetorical question. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you can, we definitely encourage open source. I mean, that's where LifeRay is built, but we do not specifically look at your source. Mm -hmm. um, so we don't want to run into an issue in the future where, you know, maybe we have a conflict of interest uh, of some kind. So you can attach the source code if it's an open source project and you can choose which uh, open source license you're using. Mm -hmm. And we highly encourage that, but we do not actually review your code. Okay. And if the code is not there, then we don't care as well. Exactly. Okay. Yep. So it's, it's a binary release and with an optional attachment of source code. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then once it goes onto the marketplace, there's different boxes it might appear in. There's a new and interesting box. There's a featured box. Oh, that, and that then would there's, be for me. New yeah. And interesting. Yeah. So we uh, periodically go there? through and, um, and, and update those boxes based on the apps. And since, um, I think it was since uh, February, we've had close to, I think there's around 70 apps right now that are non-Lifray apps. So there's a bunch of apps in there oh, made by LifeRay, like Social Office. But for non-LifeRay apps, uh -huh. we've got around 70, and there's like another over 100 in the pipeline that we can see. So I'm really happy with the uh, with the number of uh, participants so far. Sounds like it will be harder and harder to get into the new and interesting box. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Yeah, there's only room for six up there, so you oh, have to okay. pick and choose carefully. Make it five plus mine. <laughs> That'll be fine then. We'll have a different box called Olaf's yeah. favorites. Staff <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, perfect. I think that uh, nails it. And I'll quickly see, or I'll, I'll soon see how to um, how that feels from a publisher point of view. And I probably will re report back uh, yeah, with complaints do. and uh, and praise. Awesome. That'd be great. Hold the presses, hold the presses, hold hold the recording. Uh, we actually forgot something. Uh, we forgot to talk about something determined after the recording. So we will take uh, the freedom to interrupt your regular program and insert this blurb here. James, what's the topic that we forgot? Yeah, so in, in discussion about the marketplace, um, I wanted to mention the ongoing marketplace app contest. So this is a contest, as you can imagine, where you submit an app and then the best apps win. And what do you win? Uh, we are giving away uh, 25 iPad minis uh, and then uh, also giving away two grand prizes. And the two grand prizes are uh, trips, free trips to a life-ray conference of your choice anywhere in the world. Uh, so the twist for this uh, competition is that there are two different classes that you can enter. Uh, we have a community and then we have a, um, a, a corporate or a, a, a corporation class. Mm -hmm. And the difference is that... Uh, One the, travels the economy, the other business. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, they're both economy, unfortunately. Um, but the difference is... Uh, and the reason why we have these two classes is because there are some people, namely our LifeRay partners and people who have a financial stake in LifeRay who's day-to-day -day job, eight hours a day minimum is they work on LifeRay and they make you know, either client solutions or they're building apps for themselves. Mm -hmm. So they have a bit of an advantage because they are you know, ordinarily getting paid for their work. And so they have a lot of time on their hands to do this. Um, and so we don't want uh, our community members 
who are, you know, selfless volunteers to have to compete with uh, someone whose day-to-day job is to do this. So we have a a community class and then a kind of a corporate class. Um, And I hesitate to call it a professional class because, you know, our community volunteers, many of our enthusiasts are, uh, you know, they produce high-quality professional work as well. So the contest is in these two classes. You can enter into either class. Um, One restriction is if you are building or if you have built an app you wish to submit and you're doing so on behalf of a company for a client, for example, um, and you make it generic and you wish to submit it, you have to submit it into the uh, corporate class. Uh, but uh, anyone is free to submit to the community class. And then the prizes, there'll be one grand prize for each of the classes, and then half of the iPad minis will go to one class and half to the other. And then uh, two uh, two unfortunate members may, may get half of an iPad mini to make it even, <laughs> uh, unfortunately. Uh, so I'll, yeah. I'll volunteer to solve that problem. <laughs> Yeah, we actually it's thirteen and twelve. So, okay. uh, yeah. So that's all I wanted to mention. Um, the deadlines for the uh, submissions are August fifteenth uh, for uh, for submitting your app, and then we will announce the winners. I believe in uh, yeah, I think it's September. I don't remember the actual date it's on. So if you want to enter the contest, go to liferay.com slash marketplace. Um, and there you will see a banner ad for the, uh, for the, for the contest. There's, um, uh, there's no easy URL. I mean, we could say it here, but it's kind of long. So just go to liferay.com slash marketplace, uh, and you'll see the banner for the, uh, for the app contest. Make sure to get your, um, your submissions in by August 15th, which by the way is my birthday. Um, that is not coincidental. Um, and then, uh, and then winners will be announced, on i'm just going to bring up the date right now winners will be on august 23rd so about a week after that Mm -hmm. um uh, and you'll get a free trip and you'll be able to talk about your app at the symposium whichever one you choose whichever one you choose or you'll be able to enjoy your ipad mini and use it to develop some wonderful mobile apps for liferay in the future Great. Speaking of which, um, the uh, well, speaking of which means the symposiums, uh, the call for paper for the North American symposium is open. And I didn't prepare this now, uh, so I can't tell you the deadline. The only thing that I can tell you is that uh, approvement uh, will be uh, will be sent out uh, if you are approved on 9th of September, which incidentally is my birthday. That's why I remember <laughs> that one. Well, that's... Convenient. And I hope that's made on purpose, but we'll see. Yeah, so the call for papers closes for North American Symposium on July 31st, oh, okay. so about There's a month and date. a half from yeah. now. Yeah. Okay, and we definitely have the European uh, call for papers uh, for DEF CON. Uh, I don't know if if there will be one for a solutions forum. Might be. I'm not involved in that uh, too much uh, in the preparation. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, just follow the information on the website for that. Okay, enough for this inset. Uh, that's what we recorded after the fact. So da, 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 uh, on with your regular program. Okay, we are almost through that full list. Did we mention Milestone 6? Yes, has been, um, has been released. Um, and you will, well, right after, almost right after this recording, um, that is on Wednesday, uh, definitely before I get around to publish this episode, uh, there will be another community leadership uh, meeting, uh, which you hold quarterly. Uh, what's the purpose of this and what, uh, well, what's the, the task that this or the responsibility of this team? Yeah, so our community leadership team is a consists of about 10 to 15 members different members um, are active in different times. And this team is basically steering our community. So as community manager, I'm kind of the party planning committee. So I, I'm, I'm the hand of the community, if you will. Um, And so our leadership team is, you know, the decision-making body. So this, we, we, we get together. In fact, the ideation idea that, uh, that we talked about earlier um, that community leadership team independently came to the exact same conclusions um, that LifeRay did, uh, but they uh, were more instrumental in in prototyping and talking about what is necessary to have in that and what is not. So it's a team that um, that we regularly look at what the community is doing, what's what's happening in our community, where are the pain points, what are the kinds of improvements that we can and should make 
Um, and we discuss these on a quarterly basis and then uh, we take extensive minutes. The, the calls are also recorded. Um, so anyone can go and uh, listen. You can join the community leadership team if you have kind of a, a track record, a known track record in our community and wish to help us steer the community. Uh, you can certainly join. Um, just contact me or if you go to, um, I believe, on the liferay.com slash community site, there's a link on the left uh, for the leadership team uh, or in the forums, um, and join the, the team. Uh, so this team, as I mentioned, it steers the community. So we're meeting, uh, on Wednesday, uh, many topics to discuss. Um, we are of course talking about the ideation, which came out of that, uh, leadership team. Uh, we also talk about, um, motivation. I mentioned motivation earlier, and that's a big part of, of steering our community because we want to increase participation. That's kind of, uh, one of the, one of the top three tenets of of my um, of you know my desires in our community is to increase and and get people in in interacting in our community and how what's the best way to do that uh, so complaints like I submitted a contribution and it wasn't touched for two years and then the bug was closed and that's you know that's that's not something we want to see happen so our leadership team comes up with ideas to um, to make that better. Um, so, yeah, so if you're interested in joining, um, definitely get in touch with me or another member of the team and uh, we can get you on board and, and get your ideas in front of our leadership team. That sounds good. And speaking of motivation, uh, I vaguely remember that we spoke about motivation in episode one. Um, yes, we so did. So now a very first recording and uh, linked from there is uh, still a, uh, a very, very long message board thread, um, which has been on in 2011 uh, about what motivates community members in contributing. That's the title or what motivates our community is the first, uh, uh, the first title there. Corne started that. Yeah, and and Cornet was actually instrumental in moving that idea forward and turning it into a survey. Mm -hmm. And then we looked at the results, and I actually posted a blog post, um, I think it was late last year, on the results of that community survey that we did. There were some interesting findings. Um, we kind of know that you know people aren't necessarily motivated by money. So it's more about recognition and uh, and giving back to our community, and that was reflected in the in the survey, which is nice to see that that you know, we verified kind of our our hypothetical or our, our hypothesis around our community. Mm -hmm. So what that means is our community leadership team comes up with ideas and and rewards that are not monetary. So for example, uh, historically, LifeRay employees have been the only ones able to write and maintain a blog on LifeRay.com. And one of the motivations that we've identified through our leadership team is that people are motivated by recognition. So they want to, to be able to show that they know, you know, they're experts or they're, they have a lot of knowledge and willing to give back in a particular area. So uh, we embarked on an effort to open the blogging platform up for everyone on liferay.com. Now, blogging, of course, has been around for a long time. It's not really rocket science. Uh, so it wasn't a great deal of effort to turn that on. Uh, but it was a great deal of effort to come up with a model that best represented our community. So now everyone on the on liferay.com can blog on liferay.com. Uh, we have two separate streams. We have uh, a community stream and then a staff stream. And the staff stream is uh, I I've, we struggled with the name of it because we don't want it to sound like we are liferay staff and we're better than everyone else, and so we get our own dedicated stream. And everyone else is relegated to this, you know, stream that that's not important. So we definitely didn't want that. But we we already have a newsroom. Uh, we already have uh, communication channels for our staff. So um, so that staff stream is mainly for blog posts related to the company. So like Brian Chung might blog about uh, you know some business activities occurring in the company. Um, Josh Asbury, our uh, our sales. Uh, uh, leader might, you know, discuss the new sales office in Ohio. And then our community stream is more about the community. So you'll find staff members blogging in both. Um, I, in my, my role as community manager, I will almost always blog to the community blog stream. Uh, but uh, everyone can blog there. Everyone can be recognized there. Um, you can see, you know, which blog posts are highly uh, thumbs up 
if you will, which community members blog the most and your name rises in the list and you get the recognition that you deserve. So that's another example of where our community leadership team uh, has pushed to understand the motivation of our community and then me as party planning committee implement that and make, you know, make that happen on our site. And ideation is also uh, um, kind of in that same arena where you want to uh, show people uh, the ideas you have and potentially show that you can actually implement them as well. That sounds good, sounds perfect, and uh, well, is a nice closing. Other than the one thing that I wanted to announce, uh, because you gave me a hint um, that you will be a bit more uh, coming forward uh, with regards to some information. Um, Jorge mentioned in the last episode, in episode 27, uh, how he determines the release date and had a few disclaimers to that. And you said, well, you'll be a lot more forward with that. And you actually dare to share the definitive release date. And as it's teasered in the blog, in the, uh, in the show notes, uh, in the blog post, and uh, we're now well into 45 minutes of episode length. Um, well, let me give you the stage. And, uh, well, what's the uh, actual release date for Life 602? Yeah, so um, so I am going to make a, um, I'm going to set a release date. Um, I'm going to stake my reputation on it, the company's reputation, and the date, the official date for 6.2 is going to. Be uh, so on that date, um, you'll know that the 6.2 is released and available, and um, we're definitely going to meet that date, no questions asked. Uh, so definitely make plans for that. Um, you know, set your budgets and everything. So uh, and good luck. Okay, perfect. That uh, well, that is definitely valuable information. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you very much for having me, Olaf. Yeah. Uh, it's been a pleasure Anytime. as always. I really appreciate the the podcast. Um, I will. I, I encourage everyone to get involved in our community. Join our IRC chat channel on Freenode Pound Life Ray. Um, get on our forums, uh, file your ideas, join our teams and, uh, help us give you the best possible, uh, product based off of our open source project that we can do. So, yeah, so that's it for me. Perfect. Well, thank you a lot for your time and, uh, dedication and, uh, well, I guess I'll see you on one of those symposium like things. Yep. We'll see you soon and hopefully we'll see everyone else as well. Okay. Perfect.